Howdy, doody, Mr. McGroody. Where are you going with that big ass booty? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, brother? You know what I'm I know saying. What you said. I know You're it. picking up what I'm putting down. Like that ass, baby. I'm putting that ass down. Yeah, well, why, why don't you drop it for me? <laughs> <laughs> we should normalize just like being like, yo, you should drop that ass yeah. to like dudes to dudes just like dudes working yeah. like construction workers and stuff i want you to drop that ass look on the bun bags on that hose hound <laughs> yeah he must work out <laughs> that's some dumb and dumber there yeah. wonderful great reference yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah i like to say that a lot look at the bun bags on that hose hound <laughs> <laughs> hose hound Good times. Good, good times, times. Good times. Uh, what's 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 new? What's happening? What's uh, what's crapping? What's what's crap? Tell tell us about your bowel movements lately. Do you really want to know? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard one of them start <laughs> in my bathroom before a couple like an episode ago. Yeah, uh, yeah gosh, it sounded. Uh, Gotta be honest, watery. <laughs> it sounded like you were farting it out more so than pooping it. Yeah, that's a very so- a fair session <laughs> assessment. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, can, I can smell a wet one, baby. Yeah, I can smell a wet one. It sounded a little bit like this, <laughs> a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, gotta go. You gotta go. I, I did drink a lot of coffee this morning. Yeah, and I gave you some more coffee. You gave so me more coffee. It's and probably like, not going to help. I had like coffee before I came here. Sorry, I don't have a bidet in that restroom. That's fine. You're welcome to use mine if I'm yeah. not using it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I definitely, I feel spoiled by bidets. Like, yeah, me too. They're like, I kind of wish they were just everywhere in every bathroom. Like, uh, my girlfriend does not have a bidet at her house. Well, Christmas is around the corner. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I mean, I already got her a Christmas present, but that's a great idea. I'm going to add that uh, into the Christmas present, just like install it for her while she's asleep. <laughs> yeah, wait. But I mean, and... the craziest thing, though, is she's got a very clean butthole, like at all times. And I'm mm. like, how does this happen? Mm. How do you take poops and not have a bidet and actually have a clean asshole at all times? Yeah, strange. Th- I mean, I mean, you know, strange things have happened. Maybe she's one of those people who wets their toilet paper. Mm. Apparently, like before, like bidets really made it to America. Something like fifteen to twenty percent of Americans polled said that they wet their toilet paper before using mm. it, which is that's that seems like a lot of people, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because toilet paper is a very ineffective way. Oh yeah, just like spreads around shit mostly. Yeah, yeah all over your asshole. Yeah. Uh. You know, so yeah, I mean, I think like eventually, you know, I think people are coming around. So I do feel, I do feel like everyone's going to be bidet pilled eventually. Bidet pilled, hell yeah, yeah. bidet pilled and uh, clean, clean asshole core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no Biden pilled. Definitely not Biden pilled. No, no bidet pilled. We're doing bidet pilled. Hell yeah, bidet twenty twenty four. Yeah, that's who I'm voting for. Joe, honestly. Joe bidet. <laughs> Or I'm just going to vote for Xi Jinping. <laughs> <laughs> if we get enough write-ins, it can happen, baby. Yeah, if we do enough write-ins, we can elect Xi Jinping as, uh, as our president. Or who knows? Who knows I'll write-in? Maybe I will write-in uh, bidet. Yeah. Just, just bidet 2024. God, can you imagine, like, um, you know, like a an economy and, like, a planned economy that's like China? 
but with like i don't know the more liberal freedoms we experience here in uh, in america mm. you know can, can you imagine that could you imagine could you imagine that would be wonderful i would like to imagine that yeah dream of a better tomorrow yeah you know and like yeah you know, you if you put those positive thoughts into into your everyday actions and mm-hmm. try to act towards that it'll happen eventually yeah the end of imperialism is impossible <laughs> yeah yeah but you know what maybe maybe just maybe it'll yeah if revolution <laughs> comes which i think might be nearly an impossibility at this point yeah I also, like we're gonna have to like really fully destroy the planet before anything changes you know, i also think like we're i don't know i personally feel like you know we're destroying ourselves from within that's true because like as you know you see that everywhere where you know infrastructure's crumbling mm-hmm. you know people people can't afford food you yeah. know housing everything's becoming unattainable but you know but we're still going we're still supporting like um all of these imperial actions overseas and mm-hmm. that's strange you know you know people ought to make that can make a lot of connections to rome you know a lot of people are like rome heads you know why yeah. did rome fall <laughs> It's like, yeah. yeah I mean, a, a lot of reasons. Yeah, but, so, but like one of, one of which is supporting um, a lot of you know military, you know, an expa- expansive empire, expansive, expansive military expansive empire, empire that's f- always fighting on multiple fronts. And where you're stretching yourself too thin, and you know, mm-hmm. you look at it, and that's exactly what we're doing. Where mm-hmm. you know, supposedly the richest country in the world can't provide the basic basic things to the population, mm-hmm. and we're but you know, we're going all in on Israel. Oh going, yeah, going all in on Ukraine, going in all mm-hmm. in on these. As I said, always fighting wars on multiple fronts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, we're 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 it's destroying itself. And mm-hmm. That's that's basically the trajectory of imperialism. Right. It, it collapses in on itself. Yeah, and it, all it's going to take is the rest of the world to stop believing us, yeah. and that's going to happen eventually. Yeah. I mean, a lot of like the global South already has a giant distrust of us for like great reasons. <laughs> great reasons. Lovely, like yeah, like actually very incredibly legitimate reasons. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that we just like invade their politics with like NGOs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Fucking say we're like an aid organization, and then Bill and Melinda Gates goes in there and like <laughs> does everything they can to change IP law, especially for like vaccines and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know put the companies they want in that they're invested in into advantageous positions in the third world, and it's pretty fucked up. It's also like yeah, talking about this is very interesting because you know it's 2023 mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. We're going in. We're uh, you know. World War Three, possibly on the horizon. Could you know. see it. What, you know, what, what do you think would be the catalyst to World War Three? Do you think it would be this Israel-Palestine? Because I don't think it'd be that. I mean, it's it's getting there. Because I, mean, I mean, they're already fighting. You know, Lebanon. Like mm-hmm. they're unless unless like both Iran and Russia team up together against us. Yeah. I don't think it's going to trigger World War Three. Yeah. Well, you never know where it's going right now. We didn't no. expect this to be happening on October seventh, <laughs> but like, but. What I'm getting to is like you know, but we're seeing like this decline in our um, quality of life at home, you know, and we're supporting all these things, you know. And 2024 is right on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Bell riots, baby. Yeah, it kind of fits into what we're talking about today. Yeah, 
God, wouldn't it be amazing if something like that happened and people just started calling it the Bell Riots? That would be amazing. Just for... I mean, it's it's very interesting. Like, this... What what year did this episode come out? 1994? 1993? Um, 95. 95. It's very interesting, like they basically set out the blueprint of what's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> of where our country is headed yeah. in 1995 and we didn't we just barreled right towards it baby mm-hmm. like we didn't do anything to prevent this and uh that episode that he's talking about yeah that we're watching today is ds9 season three episode 11 311 baby come original come original come original that's that's peanut slapping the bass the oh, bass's yeah. name is peanut Oh, hells yeah. Hell yeah. It's uh, be nothing. Yeah, so it's episode 311 of DS9, uh, Past Tense, mm. part one. Part and one. This one was voted on by your uh, patrons yeah. on patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a say in what we talk about every week, fucking go there. Yeah. Go there, you dumb dicks. Yeah. What what am I seriously one two of my favorite D, D Space Nine episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an excellent episode. Serves as a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Shows what we're doing and where yeah. it's going to go. Hell yeah. Uh, so this is the 56th episode overall of DS9. It was released on January 8th, 1995. Mm. Uh, the teleplay is by none other than Robert Hewitt Wolf, who is, mm. we've talked about him multiple times on here. He's the guy who wrote Bar Association. Oh, hell yeah. Along with like so many other great Deep Space Nine episodes. He was ostensibly one of the main writers of DS9. Mm along with like Ronald D. Moore, Iris Stephen Bear, like, uh, yeah. And also, uh, the story is, uh, co-written by Iris Stephen Bear for mm. this. Uh, it's interesting. He wrote, wrote bar association, which is a very pro union. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, re- I think probably the only deep, uh, um, Star Trek episode to reference Marx. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, yeah. And, and, and he uses a Marx quote, and uses a Marx quote mm-hmm. and, and just, and really illustrates the power of you know collective uh, labor bargaining and everything else. And it's mm-hmm. just like it's interesting that, that he also wrote Past Tense, which is an episode showing like the decline of uh, of imperialism and capitalism, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like and its and its trajectory of of if it's it's you know predicted trajectory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolute legend that Robert Hewitt Wolf. Yeah. Uh, and then this episode is directed by Reza Badiyi. Uh, who did five episodes of DS9, including Visionary and Paradise Lost, mm. as well as uh, several episodes of Baywatch, uh, The Incredible Hulk, and Sliders. Oh, I love Sliders. Yeah, Sliders is sick. Yeah. Um, we open on a Commander's Log. Commander's Log, Stardate 48481.2. My senior staff and I have asked to address the annual Starfleet Symposium on the current situation in Gamma Quadrant. I'm looking forward to the opportunity and visiting my sister in Portland. Mm. Uh, this is this is when Cisco is still a commander, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's that's why it's commander's log, not captain's log. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is when Cisco still had the hair, baby. Yeah, he still had hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the bridge of the Defiance, Cisco says he never gets tired of the color of Earth. While the crew talks amongst themselves, and O'Brien says he's not a fan of fancy dinners. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, they get an emergency message from DS9, and it's Quark saying the Grand Negus called, and he wants his nephew back from imprisonment. <laughs> wants to make a deal. Cisco says he'll see what he can do. Quark is obviously tickled. Cisco has been brushing up on Ferengi culture because he's a good fucking captain and puts in the effort with people who 
aren't even his crew. Mm-hmm. I don't. He doesn't even have a Ferengi crew member at this point, so he has no reason to be brushing up on his Ferengi. Yeah, but like Quark is someone he works with, or mm-hmm. you know, shares the same space with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's good. It's good. It's good captaining. Yeah, they they trade back some uh, some rules of acquisition with each other. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. I do like how is It's like I just want to remind you, you're on an emergency <laughs> yeah. emergency line yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's an emergency for him. He, <laughs> a, yeah. he doesn't have a lot of time. He's a busy yeah. man. Time is money, baby. Yeah, I did feel like this is just a way for them to include Armin Shimmerman in the episode. Yeah, like, I honestly, like, so I'm pretty sure according to a lot of people's contracts in the show, they have, like, they need to be in every episode to be listed mm-hmm. in the main cast. And yeah. I love some of the ways they do it. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan, like... Uh, in one of the episodes we watched uh, recently, uh, looking for uh, Parma in all the right wrong places, mm-hmm. um, like I don't know, it just doesn't kind of work when Cisco comes in because he's just like comes in out of nowhere and he's like, "Oh, I hope that's not contagious," and then yeah. he like tosses a baseball and leaves basically. Yeah. And, like, hmm. and, that, that, and that is why like um, Avery Brooks is, has, was on every single episode of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, on all what's one seventy eight or whatever. Yeah, yeah, mm. and that's like something that you don't really see with any other captain. Uh, Picard's got to be on every episode, right? I know Janeway's not. I don't think. I don't even think Picard. Huh. I'm trying to think of an episode without any Picard whatsoever. I mean, I guess you could probably consider, like, Shades of Grey probably doesn't actually have him on there, mm. except for the clips he's in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Bashir, Cisco, and Dax beam down to Earth, but according to the sensors, they never materialize at their destination. Uh-oh. The crew has ended up on Earth, San Francisco, in the year 2024, in what's known as a sanctuary district. Mm-hmm. Uh, some men with guns escort um, both Cisco and Dax elsewhere. Uh, or sorry, Cisco and Bashir elsewhere, but Dax is still in a subway tunnel. Mm-hmm. And we get introduced to, um, to one of my favorite um, character actors, uh, Dick Miller. Oh, not plays. quite yet, because we have the opening credits at four minutes oh, and ten oh, seconds. He's one of the gardens that picks him up. Oh, oh okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, yeah we'll talk about him later. Yeah, yeah uh, he's in... He's in a bunch of like. Or we can talk about him now. He's yeah. in a he's in a bunch of Do, uh, Joe Dante films. Yes, um, as well Gr- as Gremlins, Gremlins Two. Yeah, he's in like uh, I, I counted like sixteen films with Robert Picardo or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, he's in just like a ton of fucking movies with him. Yeah, he appears in so much stuff. Like mm-hmm. you know, you, you'll you'll go back and revisit a, a something and notice. Oh, Dick Miller was there the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's like he's got like this rough face. He's, he's like been this, perpetually old. He, yeah, he's this perpetually like sa- uh sandpaper-faced old man who like could play a good like alcoholic dad in anything, I'm sure. It's typically what yeah, he plays is like like ornery, pissed-off guys, mm-hmm. like, you know, henpecked husbands, mm-hmm. you know, just like uh just like guys who just have reached their limit of shit they'll they'll take for the day just, yeah absolutely yeah he's he's great i love him yeah like and i i think he does a great job in this oh as, he's, he's as, fantastic as a beleaguered um you know guard in yeah this, in this sort of like fascist police state right right <laughs> this, yeah just this disheveled fucking man who's like almost had his limit yeah and, and kind of illustrates yeah he's just He's just going through the motions. He's enfor- he's, he's he's enforcing the law very 
like very uh, forcefully because that's you know his job. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just like yeah, kind of you know for no other reason than this is his job. Mm -hmm. Like he's the kind of guy who says he's a cop because of the retirement. Yeah, and, and, but he definitely seems like definitely you know a lot of his like own prejudices definitely come yeah. out a lot. But yeah. he's still a cop. He's yeah. still a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So opening credits, uh, four minutes ten seconds. Kind of, a, kind of a long, long cold open here. Yeah, kind of necessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sets like, it up. Yeah. Has to, yeah, they have to beam back in time. I mean, that you didn't need the like minute and a half of Quark, but it was, <laughs> no, it was yeah. welcome. I liked yeah, it. But, you know, I need to get an Armin Sherman in there somehow. <laughs> Would have been nice if they had brought him along for some reason. That would have been funny. But yeah, but I guess that. Not water, yeah, not you water. couldn't have made it work on uh, Earth, really. I don't. Even though even the episode where Quark goes back in time mm -hmm. to 1950s Roswell, right? Like you know, even that was kind of like well, it made sense because they're taking um, Nog to um, Starfleet Academy, right? Right. And so there's a reason for um, Quark to go to Earth, mm -hmm. but like because yeah, I mean, it'd be I guess it would be kind of weird for like. Um, for like a Ferengi to go to Earth, considering their real past relationship with the Federation, and they're not actually in the Federation God. at this point. <laughs> you know what we really need hmm. is a like a Quark travel show where it's just Armin Shimmerman dressed as Quark, <laughs> yeah. going around to different destinations on Earth and pretending that he's visiting Earth. In the exactly. Past. Yeah, I like that. That would be so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So after the I'm going to the Avian Awards or something. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, all of the females are naked. Or going to like, um, or or to a libertarian um, <laughs> um, convention. <laughs> Be like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after the credits, a wealthy guy finds Dax in the subway station, and she pretends she got robbed and uh, notices she doesn't have her com badge. Yeah. Uh, there is a the guy who picks her up is very handsome and his name is chris brenner mm -hmm. and also yeah i mean it's also it, it shows like the kind of you know i'm not sure if it was intentional or not but mm -hmm. you know you have um you know when cisco and bashir you know two people of color found on the street right right yeah. <laughs> Inst instantly instantly are thrown know, into a fucking jail basically yeah, treated, open air yeah, jail treated as guilty prisoners mm -hmm. and the you know the white presenting you know you know the white white woman you know has a white savior white sa yeah, yeah, and yeah has a white savior and is instantly like what are you doing here right <laughs> treated you know it's just like and uh and um and she's instantly taken at her word you know mm -hmm. oh, i lost my id and right and right. she's and they end up and they end up in very opposite spectrums of mm -hmm. like this of this world. Yeah, you know where yeah, it's like it, very instantly, and it's 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 very very telling. Mm -hmm. And they don't make they don't make too many comments about race in this because you know when we see like the sanctuary districts, mm -hmm. you know, there's also white people there, yeah. and there's also like people of color in the and the um and the protected areas. Mm -hmm. So it's just like so it's it's more of a class um, division right. instead of like a racial one, but. But I, that, so it's neoliberal capitalism. Neoliberal capitalism. Yeah. Liberal, but, liberal capitalism. But but, but it is but it is an interesting yeah choice yeah like the two people of color are instantly treated as mm -hmm. as very uh, true as 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 um as criminals. Right. Yeah. Right the, the, the doctor and the the, the commander. Yeah. 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 Like, like, yeah, the, yeah the doctor people, and the commander. The yeah. two ranking people. Are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, up on the ship. Uh, in the future, O'Brien and Kira puzzle over where the crew went, and the cloaking device might have sent the crew to the past, they think. Mm -hmm. 
So back in 2024, Earth, uh, Cisco and Bashir puzzle over how they went back to the past and where Dax might be. Mm-hmm. They enter a sanctuary district, which is basically a concentration camp for homeless people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Best way to probably describe it. Yeah. I mean, which is, you, you might know him now as like tent cities or like the, the, the tiny home city things that the, are gated the, in. The jungle that we had in um, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm not sure if the jungle still exists or not. I think mm-hmm. they cleared it out. Mm-hmm. Like it was a giant tent city. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, that's something that we deal with now. I mean, we don't we don't put them in um and uh in uh basically open air prisons i mean this right. is basically like palestine right, right and it, i mean like so uh the thing about it is like a lot of these places end up just naturally growing around places mm-hmm. that like offer services yeah. and stuff like that and so like and that's why you get like skid row in la yeah. uh, the reasons it's there is because a it's like there is like some empty lots and stuff around there and mm-hmm. it's like an economically depressed area and so it's not like constantly getting redeveloped so you can actually find a place to park for a while but also like that's where all the homeless services are centered yeah. in LA mm-hmm. and so it's like you naturally have that 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 group springing and maintaining that area because of that mm-hmm. um and so you know there's something to be said for that but only if those services are actually working yeah uh, and if the services are actually trying to be proactive and not just like put a band aid on the wound and have mm-hmm. the funding to only just put a band aid on the wound mm-hmm. only for the wound to grow every year. Yeah. Uh, which seems to be exactly what's happening now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the sanctuary districts are fucking, they're, they're prescient because, you know, Skid Row and stuff like that has always existed for, you know, since like the, the 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, homeless encampment, homeless cities and stuff like that have always existed in economically depressed mm-hmm. areas or places like now with incredible income division yeah, um, and employment division, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it actually touches on employment uh, services mm-hmm. in, in this episode a couple times, which mm-hmm. is crazy. And But there's no jobs to be had. They're just right. kind of forced into these. It, it definitely, definitely, definitely feels like how Palestine is mm-hmm. right now where it's just like like they the people are put in these sanctuary um, districts and they cannot leave and they cannot leave and also like <laughs> they're under constant military supervision it's it's hard to import anything in there too mm-hmm. and so like their economic activity is extremely limited and mm-hmm. in as much I want to say the average employment rate in Palestine was something like 30 percent or mm-hmm. something like that which is insane yeah you know, like, wh- what are people supposed to do when they have no employment and they mm-hmm. have no access to, like, better their lives in mm-hmm. any way? Yeah. And they live in a fucking open-air prison. Yeah. Like, that's how you breed, you know, people who fucking take hostages and blow shit up. Yeah. That's, yeah, what, which, what, do you th- what do you think you, you're going to get? Which is pretty much what happens in this episode. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it shows, like, you force people in containment and, you know, you... you you uh, oppress them enough and they have no other recourse but to fight right? back. Yeah. And and the leaders of this movement have only been oppressed for two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Cisco says that by twenty the 2020s, um, every major American city has a sanctuary district, which mm-hmm. is not untrue now. Not untrue now. Uh, housing not criminals, but simply the homeless and indigent. Suddenly, mm-hmm. a guard tells them to stop and escorts them elsewhere. 
Over with Dax, she's working on a computer that requires a stylus. It's very funny. Yeah. It's like something that only existed briefly in like the, the early 2000s. But, you know, it's a way it's a way that they, they at the time showed concept, the future conceptualize what the future, was which was be. like four years in the future. At that <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, and then like outdated eight years in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she says she's ordered a new trans pass. Mm. I'm like, yeah, you have girl. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to pass. but It's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do like how she's able to really just like instantly kind of understand where she is and manipulate the system right which is insane to me which is like and not not that hard for her because yeah because she's just smart and resourceful Mm -hmm. and i i don't know how she gets like a new id in transit pass though yeah, I'm sure she did. She, as a science officer, she's she's probably able to do some sort of hacking. Right. Sure. Like she's probably just like, oh, this outdated. You know, it's basically like you know when Scotty uses the old computer. Oh right. And he's like, what is this mouse? What is this thing? Hello, computer. Yeah. It's like, but yeah, she's able to just instantly like, okay, I'm just gonna fucking fuck with these assholes. Yeah, it's like does it, but I do I do like yeah. Very instantly, you see the two two sides of the fortune they both end up on. Where mm-hmm. you know, as a beautiful white woman, she's able to instantly like instantly manipulate everybody and mm-hmm. and uh, get what she needs. Yeah. So uh, Chris Brenner comments on Dax's spots and says he used to have a Maori tribal <laughs> tattoo in the nineties. <laughs> Which is I forgot to go back and screenshot that. This, love, it's very love, fucking funny. I love that. Yeah, he's like, I had a Maori uh, tribal tattoo in my arm. Yeah, and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, this is the this is the only thing that Robert Hewitt Wolf is like taking from his real life and like putting directly in here, as he knows a guy with an embarrassing Maori tribal tattoo. Yeah, a, a embarrassing white guy with a Maori yeah, tattoo. Yeah. It's like it's just like yeah, that instantly I I I was cracking up so hard at and i loved it yeah yeah so uh chris says that he's a sellout dax uh, doesn't seem to know who he is but he announces he's chris brenner and he owns like a media conglomerate that has like a television station and like internet and shit like that yeah i do like I a do comcast look, or something yeah this kind of it is like he does get very attached to um to Dax immediately, and I mm-hmm. think part of it, yeah, is because she doesn't know who she he is. Yeah, and he also he, he likes them girls with tats. He, he likes them all girls. Like, yeah, he likes those all girls. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, oh, one person that doesn't know who I am. So I so I don't think at any point he feels like she's taking advantage of him. Right. Even right. when she comes to him later, and I'm like mm-hmm. I, I need to help uh, with the revolution. <laughs> and that'd be I mean that'd be really nice, especially if you were a notable person to meet people who had like no idea who you were. Yeah, and they were just like regular people around you. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I guess he probably does crave that in his personal time, personal life. Or just like oh, I don't, I need someone who doesn't isn't fawning over me and instantly. Right, right. And it's like I mean, because there's such an implicit power dynamic in that situation, mm-hmm. and I think it's why a lot of powerful people are uh, attracted to being like uh, BDSM subs <laughs> uh, and yeah. bottoms is because you know they they need a way to relinquish that power. Findom. Yeah, Finda, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I used it, to fend on a guy who was like big in finance and stuff. And give me money. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so back with Cisco and Bashir, they're getting signed in and fingerprinted uh, at like the processing station and like services administration. And the guard notes, uh, uh, Vin notes, according to their records, they don't exist. Mm-hmm. He gives them some forms. Um, 
uh, Roger Corman is the other guy who Dick Miller was in a bunch of stuff mm, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and he's been in at least 10 films with Robert Picardo. Nice. It's pretty rad. Yeah, it's awesome. So back up on The Defiant, O'Brien posits his theory that the crew got beamed into the past, and Kira is quite concerned about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asks if it's days or weeks, and Brian says more like centuries, Music, mm-hmm. mu- musical cue. Yeah. Um, so on Earth next year, some dude is drawing on Cisco while Bashir <laughs> complains to the guard. Also, this is a moment that I really love because it speaks to Cisco's character. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, he's like, and, th- and there's a lot of po- a lot of uh, parts in this that really show his like, um, like his leadership style and his and just what a what a, what a presence he has because he doesn't scold the man for run drawing on him. Mm-hmm. He just takes his hand, moves off of him, and gives him a look, and mm-hmm. the guy is like instantly knows to just like move on. Like, but he doesn't. He's not like he's not a not not shitty about it or anything yeah he's, he's just, like, just like dude really <laughs> excuse me and then what like, are you doing he's very 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 calmly he's able to just like be like no and he's and 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 that and that speaks later like how cisco ha- is able to handle in um the, uh, this the situation that he's put in just like mm-hmm. this very situation that could easily boil out of control and he's like he, and he has a very good command uh over it the entire time indeed very, very, very comfortable in himself mm-hmm. and his command of things. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bashir comes back from complaining to a guard and complains to Cisco about the medical systems of the 21st century. <laughs> uh, Cisco looks. What is this? The Dark Ages. Mm-hmm. Cisco looks at the clock and makes a realization: the Bell Riots, one of the most violent episodes in American history, happens sometime next week. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get out of San Francisco, they'll be in the middle of all of it. Mm-hmm. Would you want to be in the middle of a cool like what what uh, what turning point in American history would you want to be in the middle of? I, I would like to be in this. <laughs> well, I guess not really, but I mean, it would because it would be cause yeah because you would you would be in the sanctuary district, Patrick, and I would be dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't get like that's why I went in uh, second season of Picard when. Um, What's his face chooses um, mm-hmm. to stay behind. It's like, why would you ever do that? And and again, like, and that's also why I, I like this. Like, I think like Cisco is like knows he's just like we cannot interfere with anything. Like, mm-hmm. He has to. He tells Bashir he's just like, you know, no matter what we see, we can't stop this mm-hmm. because this is necessary. To the timeline, to the like timeline. we won't exist. Yeah, yeah. Like the basically. Federation. This is one of the one of the th- uh, incidents. It's it's going back in time to get your mom came in. Yeah, you yeah, know, like in yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. You got to make sure that you play the play the guitar good enough so your dad fucks your mom. Yeah, and <laughs> hey, if I play the Poopin' Man song, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get my dad to to come in my mom. Yeah. That that was the that's the entire plot synopsis yeah what this ep- i think what, what you're saying is this episode really needed um like uh pick like cisco playing the guitar with like a picture of him and jake mm-hmm. <laughs> and then playing the guitar and, <laughs> and making sure the bell riots happen and he's you know jake's like fading away and then jake starts coming back and he's <laughs> playing the beastie boys sabotage, yeah, sabotage! <laughs> yeah and, and makes sure the bell riots happen yeah this, that's the only thing that was missing from this episode mm-hmm. but um um, what was I saying? 
I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know either. You had a point somewhere there. Yeah, I was having a point, but I, I did like yeah. Just oh like, uh, yeah, what what's a point of American history would you like to be in the middle of turning point, mm. and would you like to be in this? And you decided. Yeah, I'd to. probably want. I'd probably like. You know, it, I wouldn't know it at the time because like we're talking about a time. You know, something that we, you know, they, like. Cisco and Bashir are aware of like of the importance of this particular mm. incident, and so yeah. So I guess like if I were to go back, like I would have like knowledge that this is a very um, important time in American history. So I probably wouldn't want to be there just because I wouldn't want to mess anything up. Because mm-hmm. like that, because like because they're put in a very bad position where they have foreknowledge of the future, yeah, and they know like whatever they do could possibly like fuck everything up, mm-hmm. and so it's just like that's so they have to dance this line of like you know you know not doing either doing enough or doing not enough, you know, just, right, right, yeah, it's 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 it, it, it'd be too stressful for me. I wouldn't want to do it. No, I wouldn't <laughs> want to have to go back and back in time either. Thankfully, that's not an option. Thankfully, that's not an option yet. Yeah. Although I would like to play the guitar so good that my dad comes to my mom. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? That, I, I feel that's something to brag about. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you go back to the present and be like, hey, dad, remember that guy that was playing the guitar? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you and mom fucked last night. That, that <laughs> night conceived me. I like to think about it when I jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So the Bell Riots uh, were a catalyst event started by a man called Gabriel Bell, we're told, Mm -hmm. in which guards are taken hostage and hundreds of sanctuary residents are killed despite the guards not being harmed. Mm. It changed public opinion on sanctuary districts and was a hinge point in the history that eventually led to Starfleet. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I do like it is it is interesting because it also speaks to just like how people are expected to riot. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know whenever there's like, you know, any sort of like public demonstration and how like, you know, it's just like, you know, there's ex- expectation that people have always have to be polite and not harm mm-hmm. their oppressors. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's just like and so that that is like Yeah, like peaceful protest is the only legitimate form of protest yeah, to a and, lot of people. And so even though this violent action happens where a lot of like people in the sanctuary district are killed, like it's like, oh well the hostages they took mm-hmm. were not harmed. And yeah. and that's what makes people see their humanity, which is mm-hmm depressing it's necessary but it's just like okay that's the only way that people can conceive that these are human beings Mm -hmm. is that they didn't kill their hostages yeah which is kind of kind of fucked up i mean yeah like you you can't do violence back to your oppressor who has done (laughs) violence against you Mm -hmm. in so many ways for so so long yes yeah the message yeah Um, so, uh, Vin, the guard comes up and tells them that their time has come to be processed. They go to the office of a woman who is surprised they're not dims, mm-hmm. which they've said a couple times in this episode. And, uh, they explain that it's their term for people who belong in hospitals, you know, that word, <laughs> yeah. you know, which word I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is also, cause this is also dims. like after you know like a lot of the problems that we have mm-hmm. is because like you know Ronald Reagan famously defunded a lot of like you know mental health services yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. so Absolutely. like and so this is i think is showing like that's and i think you know 
basically predicted what, you know they were facing in 1995 you know imperial Just, decline yeah. yeah like the the basic defunding of all social services mm -hmm. under both administrations yeah. and the eventual privatization of all services under all administrations yes and so like yeah the people who clearly needed need help you know the dims you know mm -hmm. people who need to have like mental health services are mm -hmm. they're the only place they only they force them onto the street which is you know what and then they criminalize being homeless we criminalize being homeless and uh, exactly what ronald reagan did and mm -hmm. so yeah it's just like yeah and this is and it's very very telling yeah <laughs> uh <clears throat> the lady at the processing center says uh instead they're not dims they're gimmies which are people who are looking for a job and a place to live so also like people. another, another, another <laughs> ronald people another, also like calling them gimmies like another you know welfare Reagan, queen welfare type queen, fucking another, dog another, whistle another reaganism yeah, yeah. Welfare queen, oh right? they're they're looking for they they're looking they, for handouts they want yeah a, just a job and a place to live a yeah. handout yeah like these that. people are looking for handouts uh -huh. which is like which like yeah this is this is definitely like a condemnation of like reaganism of, your, yeah, neo neoliberalism in, in and, general yeah yeah and and yeah, it's a fantastic episode. It is. And, it's and, it's definitely like one of the most Marxist episodes of mm -hmm. DS9. And it's like an episode in, yeah, placing it in the near future is again like another, like yeah, so like a bit of like um, aesthetic distance where it's just like, it's not directly um, referencing mm -hmm. neoliberalism as, as the cause of this, but right. it's pretty apparent that's the reason why. Yeah. But it's just like no one, yeah, it's just... You know, it seems like, oh, this is caused from other reasons. But if you kind of like think about it a bit more, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything's systemic. Yes. So um, Bashir and Cisco say they're not planning on staying in the Sanctuary District long mm -hmm. or in San Francisco. And the lady at the processing center uh, tells them to be patient and gives them some ration cards. Mm -hmm. She tells them they can stay in any building in the district and to stay away from district security she also warns about people she calls ghosts who are like people who live in the sanctuary district who are not gimmies and don't want a job and a place to live but just prey on other residents yeah so um which is weird because i feel like ghost is almost more respectful than gimme <laughs> yeah i know yeah well yeah they're 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 they have they have, they have drive mm-hmm so uh, over with Dax, she's trying to hail the rest of the team when Chris Brenner tells her she uh, he got a hotel room for her and her friends are nowhere to be found. Uh, and then he invites her to a party with his friends. Mm -hmm. Back in the Sanctuary District, Cisco and Bashir are getting grief from residents and they can't find a place to sleep. Mm-hmm can't find any buildings uh bashir goes on a ramble about how capitalism doesn't make sense basically yeah <laughs> it's pretty pretty cool mm -hmm. based bashir yeah because uh, yeah definitely see or seeing like yeah like you know since people don't have anything mm -hmm. they're trying they they have to be protective of whatever they can get so mm -hmm. they're being turned away from buildings because people are just being like no this is ours yeah like yeah we we control who comes in and who comes out and right and when you have like no power whatsoever mm -hmm. and like there is a class with no power whatsoever they will divide and make power divisions amongst themselves yep. yeah because they don't understand like yeah because like there's there's like they're too divided and too individualized to understand mm -hmm. like their collective power and they're also just fighting over scraps so yes. it's, it's something out of necessity as well mm -hmm. yeah um so Cisco says eventually people in the century will remember how to care. It's a good line. Mm -hmm. 
Bashir wonders if the Federation got desperate enough if they could find themselves in this condition again, which is a great question. Yeah, excellent conversation on this because it's just like, you know, right now we're living in a very privileged time, mm-hmm. time period of our own where we have this, but could there be an event that forces us back into this sort of like right back thing you know and 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 the only the only real answer to that is yeah capitalism Mm -hmm. if the federation decided to be like you're like oh by the way now um we regulate and uh, distribute all replicators Mm -hmm. and (laughs) replicator material Mm -hmm. like you know that that would be one way or if like they're like yeah we're privatizing all replicators (laughs) Yeah, go into the we're we're we taking we took some good notes from Franginar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Bashir sees a man getting mugged, and he tries to intervene, but Cisco holds him back. Uh, the leader of a gang named, and I love this name so fucking much, mm-hmm. Biddle Coleridge. <laughs> yeah, his name is Biddle Coleridge, and this guy acts like a Biddle Coleridge. Oh, he's such a Biddle Coleridge. Oh, <laughs> if I've ever seen a motherfucking Biddle in my life, this motherfucker is a Biddle. Yeah, he, he. I think this actor does an incredible job. Like mm-hmm. he's just like he's like greasy, medium length haired. He's wearing a stupid like fedora type hat the yeah, whole time. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. But there's uh-huh. also he's a piece of shit that has a little bit of a heart of gold to him. A little bit. He's redeemable. He's redeemable. Yeah, and and I I like that. I I feel and you kind of understand. Like you can kind of see it. Like he's very combative the entire mm-hmm. time until no, towards. He's the end. he's hostile. Yeah. He's hostile. Yeah. He's always hostile, even in the end. Yeah. So uh, Bill Coleridge is threatening towards Cisco and Bashir, and so they leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, with O'Brien and Kira, they bring in Odo on their findings, and this is like just kind of a way to get Odo into the episode. Yeah, because I kind of wonder, like, why is Odo there? Yeah, right. Why, what, um, what 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 purpose yeah, does Odo have? To yeah, what does the station security chief need to be doing at Earth? Like? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so they bring in Odo on their findings and how they plan to search for the crew in the past. Mm-hmm. Kira says the hard part is going to be finding anyone crazy enough to travel through time looking for the crew. And O'Brien says he can think of a couple candidates. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Which uh, it's just O'Brien's so badass. He is. And he, he also just, has such a crush on Kira. Yeah. He's just like, you know what? You know, I could think of two people that I have to go back and now it's going to it's got to be us. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, we're going to volunteer for this thing we may not return from. Hell yeah. So back with Bashir, Cisco has gotten him a piece of bread and two scrambled eggs. <laughs> Cisco says he wants to find a way out. They go up to a building and ask the men from the night before if they can get to the top of the building. Uh, the guy says no, and Bashir asks if they can make a trade, and but they don't have anything. Mm. Uh, suddenly, the guy has a change of heart and tells them they can make a deal. And they trade... Their pajamas, their <laughs> yeah. uniforms, which is like it's it's it is funny. Like there is a lot of um, um, you know, Federation stuff that's left behind in this because mm-hmm. like um, because um, uh, Cisco and Bashir immediately lose their get their um, re- uh, communicators taken from them. Right, they're stolen off their sleeping bodies, mm-hmm. and then their uniforms are also left behind. You know, in, yeah, in, in that the that's what we left behind. That's what we left behind. Yeah, yeah. So it is it is funny, like. It would have been funny if that had somehow come back later. I mean, there is like a callback to this ep- to these episodes later on, mm-hmm. but it would be funny, like, oh yeah, you guys left uh, replica, you know, communicator technology, and um, and also I've, I feel like their uniforms also have are made of like of, of a of a new age material. As Probably, well. yeah, yeah, because like the because it's 
you know, but who, who knows? We've been using cotton for thousands of years. Yeah, who knows? Shit, yeah. you know, we've been using yeah. a lot of the same shit for thousands. But I, of I years. do, I, I do think like it is made from some other material, but who knows? But yeah. so, it, but it also was left in in a um, sanctuary district where it was probably destroyed or lost mm-hmm. not much later than after this. Especially also those communicators probably too. Yeah. So they trade their clothes for some stinky but warm clothes. Yeah. Uh, a man named Michael Webb in a stairwell holds a knife to them for approaching his injured son. Mm-hmm. Bashir asks to take a look and gives him a good diagnosis and instructions for disinfection. But uh, Cisco's kind of hesitant. He's like, it could affect the past. But Bashir's yeah. like, it's not going to hurt. Yeah, it's not going to hurt for me to look at him. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Like, yeah, it'd be funny if, like, yeah, Bashir saves his life and then that's like. With a brand new medical procedure. And then, yeah, he saves his life and he was supposed to die. But he's just like, thank you. My name is New Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Hitler Khan. <laughs> my, yeah, my, yeah, my name is Hitler Jr. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> All right, Bashir. Break his neck. <laughs> It'd be great if it was just Khan again and Khan's <laughs> life kept on getting saved. <laughs> it could have been Khan. Could have been con. Could have been con. We do, we don't know. That's a good point. We're well. Let's look into that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, um, later on the streets, a man asks Bashir to stay as a doctor, and says they have little chance of leaving unless they get organized and let people know what's going on outside. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Mm-hmm. So with Dax, she's at a very fancy party with Chris Brenner, and her outfit is so fucking sick. Mm-hmm. It's like this striped charcoal suit with a skirt it's so fucking cool mm-hmm. uh chris's friends tell them that europe is falling apart jedzia says it'll happen here too and the guests are put off by her because mm-hmm. they don't they don't believe it can they're just a bunch of libs <laughs> uh chris says he was mu- uh, sh- that dax was mugged yesterday and the friends say if dax was caught without an id she would have been put in the sanctuary district yeah Jadzia asks if they can look inside the sanctuary district to find her friends. Mm-hmm. So maybe it wasn't totally a, a racial thing, but it was. Yeah, it was. Um, you know. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't on on face racial. Like, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, was it just def- happened to be. It just yeah, but it, yeah, it was definitely. I think, but I think like they were making a comment about about racial right, politics. Right. Yeah, I and mean, but they did try to make it seem like oh, it's it's it is just like it's not. A race division but mm-hmm. you know where, where we have you know that is <laughs> very yeah. much so uh so back at the sanctuary district uh the biddle coleridge guy from earlier mm-hmm. uh tries to accost bashir but cisco intervenes and they get in a fight with a gang of guys in fedora hats <laughs> uh which i think is probably like a homeless swing band Mm, or ska band yeah, yeah yeah like the cherry popping daddies yeah but homeless <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, a man <laughs> intervenes to help them, but is stabbed by Biddle, and he dies. Mm-hmm. As the police start searching, the area is put on lockdown. Uh, Cisco grabs the man's ID and runs. Uh, him and Bashir evade the guards and look at the man's ID. His name? Guess what it is? Gabriel motherfucking Bell. Gabriel motherfucking Bell, the guy responsible for the Bell riots. So Bashir wonders what happens without Gabriel Bell in history. Cisco says they have to do whatever it takes to make history happen like it did before. Mm-hmm. Back with O'Brien, uh, he tells Kira that Starfleet has denied their request to go back in time, which <laughs> I hate when that happens. I know. Uh, I, every boss I've ever asked uh, if I can go back in time, I always <laughs> say no. 
I'll go. I'll, I'll on Monday. I'll go to my boss and be like, "Can I go back in time?" Put in a time off request uh, <laughs> and just like scratch off off and put like back in over time. <laughs> yeah. Back. Uh, put in a back in time request. Yeah, I'd like to put in a back in time request. Oh. Be like, what the fuck? Uh, and then they just immediately give you a drug test. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so suddenly there's something wrong with the comms on the ship. It seems every trace of Starfleet is suddenly gone. Mm-hmm. Odo wonders if Cisco altered the timeline, and O'Brien wonders if maybe they were shielded from time. And right now, the Defiant is all that's left at Starfleet. Yeah, that's what, I mean, and this is like one of those things, that's like, you know, it's obviously it just exists for the continuation of the story because it doesn't make sense why, like, they would still be there mm-hmm. or why... Cisco and Bashir wouldn't instantly disappear. Yeah, like like they should have probably disappeared the instant um, Gabriel Bell was stabbed. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> but I mean the time bubble thing. Yeah, they're saying because like yeah they're they're out of time because the uh, uh, it, they kind of techno babble their way they, through. They it. techno babble and which is fine. Like yeah. I, I like it because it's for the it, story it doesn't matter because it the story matter. here it just yeah. like uh, you know fucking far beyond the stars. Yeah. It's it's kind of whimsical. It's not rooted entirely in reality, and it's mm-hmm. not that true to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's incredibly true to the ideals of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And they use they use going back in time and the dream in Far Beyond the Stars is such a, a great container for what they want to say. Yeah, that it doesn't even fuck, fucking matter. Yeah, it they're just it, like a good episode's a good episode. Yeah. And the greatest crime you can commit is just making something that's not compelling or that interesting. Yeah. Mediocrity is the greatest crime. You can make a yeah. bad episode, and that's great. Everyone always talks about fucking Threshold, Sub Rosa, shit like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, because those are, like, truly bad episodes that are fun to watch because they are camp and they're dumb. Yeah. But, like, you know, you got a lot of, like, middling episodes that no one fucking remembers just because mm-hmm. they're just another episode that kind of just maybe, like, seems like another episode, just not as good. Oh, yeah. You know, you past, t- past tense is a god tier episode. Oh, absolutely! Like it's, both- it's. I'd put this uh, two parter. Uh, it might be my favorite two parter mm-hmm. in all of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's also it's also yeah one of the better back in time episodes. You absolutely, know? <laughs> you know, like uh, I mean, in DS Nine like- does great back in time stuff though because they do like this and they do trials and tribulations. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They, they just do it better than most. And also, it does also have, like, that sort of, like, you know, sort of, like, you know, intention, you know, you know with, like, TOS and the Edith Killer, Keeler episode where you have to save her. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, um, you know, it, it has that sort of, like, feel to it. But it is one of my favorite, you know, uh, Deep Space Nine episodes and also just back-in-time episodes. Just, mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, because that's such a great story. And, it, it and it's something that's so prescient to our present because mm-hmm. that is our present right now it, it i mean it literally <laughs> it's one year away and the conditions are not dissimilar no they're honestly, not <laughs> i was kind of disappointed what they did with it and i'm very disappointed what they did with it in star trek picard season two that's why i don't even consider that even on the same level yeah as because this. they made sanctuary districts basically just into kids in cages uh yes. it was it was like oh this is like an immigrant processing center yeah, and because I do feel, because I do feel, yeah. I mean, you can't, I guess you can, now you can't really talk about this episode without also talking about the Picard season two episode that right. also takes place in twenty twenty four, and yeah, and and how they conceptualize it, yeah, it's 
kids in cages where this is talking about a much more systemic issue that actually we're living in right which and is like kids in cages is the thing <laughs> yeah like, but in we're still living in it but no yeah. one talks about it anymore because it's they not, voted for joe biden yeah it's, and they don't want to believe that their guy is doing it too <laughs> yes and and so and they're and it, it, that that speaks to even more of like that past tense is a much more relevant depiction mm -hmm. of this because like because yeah you look at the because uh, like in in this episode you look at the more you know you know um you know the other class you know the the, the higher class people mm -hmm. you know and and the on the other side of the sanctuary city and they're doing great they think there's nothing wrong right that, right right that all of these people have made personal decisions that had mm -hmm. them end up in the sanctuary district mm -hmm. instead of it being a, a systemic issue right and they're and they're they're learned they're liberal mm -hmm. they're they're classy and it's just like but they but they fully agree on the on the um, continued oppression of these other people in the but, sanctuary district, but also I think um, one of one of the more like rose-colored glasses aspects of this episode is that the the major problem is that the people outside the sanctuary district don't know what's going on inside oh, yeah. the sanctuary district, whereas here in America we know what's going on inside of our prisons, we know what's going on inside of you know tent cities and shit like that, and we walk past them and see them on TV and shit every day. Mm -hmm. But like the neoliberal elite and the people who actually control things, even if they did see the stuff, they don't give a fuck yeah. because that's how they make their money. Yeah, I guess it's kind of it's hard to say whether or not it's this kind of the same thing because it's it's because I guess like yeah like Brenner or whatever is that his name Chris Brenner Chris Brenner is kind of like surprised or I guess like when you know he's being told of like that's what the people are living in and mm -hmm. I guess you know that's why people you know just. And that's the fact, like, that's what helps cha start to change the perspective perspe perception is people start to know what these people are actually going through, I guess. Mm -hmm. Whereas, yeah, I mean, I mean, that information is available to us. But I think, you know, now about, you know, our current conditions, I mean, we're even seeing with like the Israel and uh, Palestine conflict is, is mm -hmm. like, you know, we, there is information there that we know what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, we know what, you know, there is information available where we know what's happening in our own cities and our, to our own people on a daily basis how you know just but we also have this like we can compartmentalize mm. uh just like just how we perceive it and mm -hmm. how we treat and how we approach it right and and there is like in this it's true like and kind of true with this where you know when they're dax is talking to those that couple and they're just like you know you know those are criminals you know these mm -hmm. are these are people who deserve to be in these situations right and but they don't i guess yeah they kind of don't know how much they're suffering right exactly and they don't yeah. understand that like the services that they say are available to them are completely unavailable to them and they're yeah they're completely u useless but we them. we know that here in yeah. neoliberal america and like so i i don't see there being a possibility for a catalyst of change like a bell riot here. yeah i mean yeah because i mean we almost had that several times already absolutely where it's just like you know just like you know demonstrate the political demonstrations we're having you know there's huge demonstrations like um even now right now where people are you know calling for a ceasefire and Mm -hmm. and palestine and it's and only one motherfucking senator has called for one yeah dick motherfucking durbin yeah <laughs> Dick <laughs> yeah, and, and and all and and pretty much even though like there's they've polled and so like eighty percent of people in America support a ceasefire, mm -hmm. but 
yeah, like 99.99% of our elected officials don't do not. <laughs> no, <laughs> we got John Fetterman out there wearing an <laughs> XXL fucking Israel flag. I want to punch that like Frankenstein. I want to punch that Frankenstein motherfucker so bad. <laughs> like God. I'm going to I'm going to fight that guy. He, he stroked out all the way to Zionism. Man. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hit him so hard the blood clot hits him again. But like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I'm gonna have to reach. Even I'll have to reach high to make that punch. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand on a couple boxes. Mm-hmm. But like, um, but yeah, it's just like it just shows like the kind of like the tone deafness and mm-hmm. just like and and just how our media is does protect like the status quo yeah. enough where like we are we we like in this country like yeah if something it's hard to know whether or not a bell riot would reach people's hearts and minds mm-hmm. enough. Like, you know, it's like we have bell riots every day and right. just, and we're the, the media does a great job of like, of uh, taking away any sort of like revolutionary mm-hmm. uh, aspect of that and, twer- and, and spinning it, you know, again, you know, uh, negatively against mm-hmm. any, any sort of change whatsoever. So, right. And we're seeing that every day with like the, Israel-Palestine conflict. You know, um, you know what they say. Uh, I don't mean to say it in a disrespectful way, mm-hmm. but the bell riots happen in the ghetto every day. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And we're we're, we're actively supporting uh, genocide right now, and and it's going to it's going to find you know despite overwhelming um, uh, negative opinion against it and people calling for it to stop you know it's going to it's going to reach its eventual conclusion Zenith. yeah because like the powers that be don't want it to con- want it to go forward <laughs> and yeah. so, and so yeah. i mean i don't i don't see an end game besides us like destroying the earth and some like mm-hmm. great catastrophe happening that like really sets us back a hundred yeah. two hundred years yeah but we'll see, you know, we, we got next year. Maybe there's, we'll, because it, it is saying like the bell riots inspire some, uh, uh, an, an, you know, a total collective consciousness right, of right. just like of class consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, and whether or not that's possible now, it's hard to say. Cause like, yeah, we, because really honestly what it needs, that's what needs to happen to, any sort of change but right now it's like all of our all the people in uh, power ever since the workers turned on each other in europe and mm-hmm. in the 19 teens like I, I don't i i think global capitalism has encapsulate, encapsulated everything so wholesale that i mean there, there's just what is going to be a catalyst yeah. like everything is owned and everything is commodified mm-hmm. and all of our information is owned and distributed by the powers that be mm-hmm. like we don't have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, maybe, maybe something will happen. Maybe, yeah. maybe ne- next year it's going to have to be like a, it's not going to be like in, an individual, no individual, no. It, like in, like in where Picard season two uh-huh. definitely deflates the revolutionary zeal of like past tense. Right. Where it's like this, it comes down to individuals like Picard's, mm. um, um, ancestor, goes to space hard enough and inspires people right right <laughs> no, i mean we'll, we'll need a lot of individual action but more than that a lot of individual uh yeah 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 it have to be a it has to has to be a collective effort where there has to be some sort of like yeah collective conscious like just like call to arms and just like and just like fi- finally for for everyone to realize we're all in the same boat yeah and- a a mass extinction event of um you know 
certain people (laughs) who uh, own everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess that's like, yeah, where, you know, it would have been good to have, like, where, you know, we don't get to see, like, the bell riots and, like, afterwards. Uh Just, like, where, how, like, the continued, like, like, what has to happen in order to reach the Federation. Uh And... That would be a very interesting thing to explore. Not 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 Picard season two. Yeah, I'd like to know more about like all of the hinge points in between. You mm-hmm. know, now and because we got the eugenics wars that come up and yeah. World War Three and, right. and and the Star Trek and and and, and first contact. Yeah, and, but then like there's you know between that and Enterprise, there's like a about a hundred years of history or so. They're yeah. just like well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh well. So, <laughs> uh, back with Cisco, he tells uh, Michael Webb, the man whose son they helped, uh, that they want to help after all, mm-hmm. and that they're going to stay around. And he tells them they have to hold a rally and make the people on the outside remember that they don't deserve to live like this. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, that's a good way, I guess, to think about it. Is you have to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, show show people hu- humanity, basically. Yeah. So he tells yeah, them, re- uh, like, and yeah, that yeah, it's like appeal to people's humanity, which like it's we and try also to their do fear it. of being in the same position. Yeah, we, which we try to do every day, mm-hmm. and it and just just bounces off. Something. No, people. that's that's what advertising is now is appealing to people's humanity with, yeah. the, with the cute little fucking ukulele music and shit. And <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you and your family want to be safe. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. shit. So uh, get up. Um, so um, he tells uh, Cisco tells him to get people to bring their families Mm -hmm. Uh, back with Chris Brenner he's confirmed Dax's friends are in fact in the sanctuary district but they'll find them and release them eventually he tells her the sanctuary districts are in fact good and she asks, if they're so good, why is there a wall around it? Damn, girl. Got him. Damn. You fucking bodied him. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Yeah. And really, like, the wall between between the two areas is is definitely, like, uh, more, you know, an allegory of just, like, the class division. Yeah. Like, the wall didn't actually exist at that point. And, wall, and, and you know, we, and we, have, we have, like, our own walls that we build up there's no physical wall that exists oh, no, there's the there's classes. an information wall in the media about yeah. like what's going on in mm-hmm. homelessness and things yeah. like that like, yeah i mean like the only physical wall yeah, exists in like israel palestine and but yeah here it's like it's definitely like there's a wall just like just you know police information mm-hmm. yeah just like, yeah, like services we, yeah like, fucking the news just, doesn't report on like violent police sweeps no <laughs> like unless like they have no other option than to not report you to know, report how report. good it is oh like, yeah I mean, exactly. like, especially when they cleared out a lot of like the camps in seattle like the only real information i saw was from people like posting online just like their own videos like mm-hmm. but yeah pretty much ignored by como <laughs> yeah you know, it's like uh, they don't want to show the reality of They're like sinclair right yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, pretty much cool. everything is yeah so um back with cisco a riot is starting to break out uh due to fights with guards and cisco breaks up a fight by getting a shotgun baby <laughs> yeah. uh he gets the guard Vin off the street. Meanwhile, Biddle Coleridge is taking hostages at the processing center mm-hmm. and services center when Cisco shows up and holds the shotgun to him, threatens to kill him. He says he's making a political statement. He makes the guard another hostage. 
Uh, Cisco tells him that his name is Bell, Gabriel Bell. Bum, bum, bum. To be continued, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you think of this episode? I love it. Yeah. Me like too. I think this is a good way of also like depicting just like you know like you know they're like you know they, liberal rot yeah and they and you know the idea that we can just vote these sort of systems away yeah where it's just like you know like uh, i think we'd mentioned it, like how like there's a big people are just you know genuinely saying like you know we have to always vote you mm-hmm. know biden's the lesser evil in this right and people- where biden has ultimate ultimately supported any everything that trump would have supported the same way it's like no, there he's, is no he's upheld so many of trump's stuff like the, there the, is no lesser evil in this country the the giant cut corporate tax he's made no efforts against that you mm-hmm. know fucking uh, kids in cages nothing uh yep. fucking the cuba embargo nothing yeah mm-hmm. like he's just upheld so much of fucking trump's bullshit mm-hmm. because it's the biden infrastructure things mm-hmm. basically like it's basically putting a band-aid thing you know the mm-hmm. great the great you know thing that they've accomplished and it's just like basically putting a band-aid on our infrastructure we're, we're just you know it's just it's a spiral it, it's it's spiraling full force into this yeah and we're nothing and 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 we're and they're really proving especially in just like people's per, you know the like the like the majority uh majority opinion of the population mm-hmm. on the Gaza conflict is, you know, ceasefire yeah. where, you know, we're, it's the rational opinion and it's, and it's being completely ignored and they're just barreling towards it full force, mm-hmm. even though it's, it's, it's really just digging our hole deeper and deeper every single day. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, we're not going to stop the money. We're not, you know, there's not going to be anything that's for anything to prevent anything to stop the worst thing from happening we're going we're embracing the worst possible outcome with every single thing mm-hmm. whether it's like um domestically or internationally and so because are, that's the most profitable outcome it's the most profitable outcome because yeah i mean and and it's just like you know it's just like the continuation of empire mm-hmm. and and really what we're sh- and it shows that that is not the best course of action because it eventually destro- it eventually collapses in on itself and we're barreling full force into this. Like we're showing like, you know, most people are kind of, you know, we're all like kind of helpless, you know, mm-hmm. we're kind of in for the ride almost, <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. you know, there's only so much like, in, like individuals can do to affect like, you know, the, the, the empire, you know, just like the empire the way, the way it stands right now. Right. You know, we it's, have, you know, well, collective action like in this is the only way to actually get mm-hmm. anything done. Yep. And yeah, just because like, you know. Weird that Robert Hewitt Wolf wrote two scripts about collective action <laughs> yeah. actually doing things. Yeah. It's very me strange. Me thinks he might be a Marxist, my <laughs> yeah. friend. Me thinks he might be. Because, because, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know. We're, we we supposedly have this representative democracy and mm-hmm. no one's no one's actually being represented it's like it's representing the um the uh the desires and the uh interests of of empire and not mm-hmm. anyone else so yeah. yeah so yeah i mean are bell riots on the on on in the future on the menu I, bell riots on the menu baby i hope so i mean we hey, you got any fresh bell riots for me <laughs> you get any of those in from the bakery today <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're we're probably going to be living through it next year. Who knows? Super duper. It could, yeah, how how prescient is Star Trek? We'll see. I guess we'll see. We're on. The, uh, we're, we'll see if like there's the um, the uh, what was it? The Irish. Um, 
uh, reunification of 2024. Yeah, we got the Irish reunification of 2024. We got the uh, we got the Bell riots in 2024. So Mm -hmm. things might happen. I mean, could be the last presidential election we'll ever have. Who knows? Let's hope. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, what's his face? Uh, Tim Russ said. Oh, yeah. uh, either you could vote for an 81 year old man and vote oh, for the uh, the the next wave Democrat in the next election, or you could vote for the 78 year old man and never vote again. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Tim. <laughs> guess what? It, it won't matter. Who- it, yeah, it's it's weird how Trump was already president for four years and still you got to vote again. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how like what you're saying is going to happen like didn't happen. When it could have happened, it's and it's also weird that nothing like there was no, nothing good has happened in the Biden presidency. No, no, there's <laughs> been some slight rollbacks of like yeah. Trump stuff in very like liberal and neoliberal ways, but yeah. like you know, generally not not change, but, no change. But inequality, inequality, genocide, war. It's like, all on the rise, baby. It's all on the rise. It's all been on the rise. Hasn't stopped. There's no lesser evil we can elect that will stop this. No, because they're the same, <laughs> basically the same evil. One just has like, you know, really objectively slightly shittier domestic policies. Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. When it comes to foreign policy, same shit happening no matter and, who and you really, choose. And really, also it's a name only. Also, mm. it's like, it's, it's, it's being said, like, like... It's just that the only difference is Biden will probably say he supports gay and trans, right? And that's and that, but he'll just say that publicly. It, that's that, but, but whether or not he helps them materially mm-hmm. is a completely other question. It, it's fucked up because, like, <laughs> here in America, we're like, oh, fucking China's not free; they're a one-party system. There's more diversity within the Communist Party of China yeah. than there ever will be between Republicans and Democrats. And even more now that the whole whole country is connected through rails, so high-speed rails, that people can fucking take to go in here wherever they fucking want <laughs> yep well i think that's a good place for us to leave it yeah on a sad note um <laughs> but uh yeah uh if you'd like to and you should go listen to our continuation of this where we talk about episode two which will be released i don't know in a couple days if you're listening on numero dos but we're about to record it in like five seconds after the sins hell yeah well i gotta take a piss first and okay text my girlfriend and maybe jerk off in the bathroom for a couple minutes all right all right so depending on so, what i can find in mad magazine so that'll take like five seconds like i said i, I said five minutes <laughs> oh, okay okay i have to put in my mise en place and uh, you yeah. know get fold my my, my sock and, mm. and all that i got you got you got yeah. you yeah yeah. There's a there's an entire ritual to your jerking off. There definitely is. I have to yeah. draw the pentagram on the floor. <laughs> that whole thing. So So yeah, uh, I think that's a good place for us to leave it. Thanks yeah. for hanging with us, soldiers. Be well, travel 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 And uh, you know, I would definitely recommend listening listening, watching Deep Space 9 past tense. Good episode. I go watch it. All right. Thanks for trekking with the soy boys, girls, and our willy beans. Hang dong and shockers.
Everybody going down to the grocery store. Everyone going there because they want more. Groceries, groceries. Everybody likes their groceries. Groceries, groceries. Eat them up so good.